The first step in getting closer to God is to realize that you need to or that you want to. And the second step in getting closer to God is to realize that it's possible. I want to encourage you to check out my book, Getting Closer to God, Anthologies from the Forefront Trilogy, Book 2. I think this will really be helpful to you in your pursuit of the Lord and help you understand what I learned over the first 30 plus years of my life as a believer, as a minister, and as a missionary in uh, a lot of the countries of the earth. Check it out. Anthologies from the Forefront, Book 2, Getting Closer to God. It's on Amazon. Welcome to From the Forefront, an FX Missions podcast with your host, Scott McClelland. Far and wide, and sometimes here at home, these bold and courageous souls that answer the call to missions have a steely metal that insists pioneering be part of their daily routine. Let's gather today and learn from those on the forefront. Here's Scott. Hi, Scott McClelland here for FX Missions. Thanks for joining us. So happy to have you on the podcast today. Please uh, encourage others who are interested in missions or ministry or obeying Jesus to check out our podcast, both the From the Forefront, it's a missions podcast, as well as the Leadership Moment, which is focused more on leadership development and helping give you tools that you can use in your pursuit of Jesus and Him as your leader. Pretty excited today to be joined by Terrence Clark, who's been with us before. Hi, Terrence. Hey, good morning. Hey, good morning, good morning. And also, yes, we've got the bonus program today. It's the full Clark package, Terrence and Adara Clark. Adara, how are you? I'm good. Good morning or afternoon. Or whatever it is. Whatever it is. (laughs) Yes, exactly. Somewhere in between. Well, thank you both for being here. And I'm not sure if the airwaves are going to be able to hold all the the density of personality that we have both of you on here. Dynamic duo, power couple. Thank you for joining me here. We've got some interesting stuff to dig into today. Of course, Terrence and I have talked about it a little bit on a previous podcast. It's uh, somewhat serious business, but I want to say thank you for being here and uh, taking your time here. Of course, we've already asked the Lord to be with us as well. So that's our, that's our hope and our trust. You know, we've known each other, I don't know, we're getting older, but it's been, <laughs> it's been a minute, right? Yeah, it uh, I don't know, more than a dozen years, I'd say. Of course, we met in the Carolinas, as has been duly mapped out on previous podcasts, but uh, Terrence and Adair, you, you guys moved from California, Southern California, in the late 2000s, I guess it was, to the Carolinas, and we, we met over there. Do you remember what year what year was that, Terrence? Yeah, we left the beginning of 2006. So 2005, <laughs> we came up and had some time there in, in uh, uh-huh. Carolinas, and then we moved in early 2006. That's 15 years ago. Yeah, man. <laughs> <laughs> Are you feeling younger yet? I, I, I hope. I feel really young until I try to get up. And after that, not as young as I did in the beginning. Well, I'm a little surprised by that, but happy surprise that we've known each other that long. And uh, of course, we both moved on from the Carolinas 
some years ago, but thank God he continues to lead us and take us where he wants us to go. A part of that leadership for you guys, I know you've been in ministry and we're in missional work now, but I'm really excited to talk specifically about something that happened to Adara. Terrence and I have talked about it. We can't we had to get the we had to get it straight from the person who is Adara. Adara, thanks for your courage in joining us today, by the way. Thank you. <laughs> you know, there's just so much Terrence and I can extrapolate without you present in the podcast to kind of tell us about what happened to you and and in a fairly recent visitation from the Lord and and kind of what he was trying to impress on you. We first became familiar with this at a bro summit where Terrence kind of gotten into some of it for us and and talked about what God was emphasizing. Can you tell us a little bit about when, Adara, this happened to you and kind of the general framework of your state of mind, what was going on maybe in your life at the time and and kind of just stage it up for us to the Lord's visitation. Sure. Well, this uh, visitation actually occurred on March 20th, March 20th, 2020. And it was also Nisan 5781. So that's the, the Jewish calendar. And for me, I've experienced visitations in the past, but it's been a while. It's not something that I've ever pray to have, it just happens. And when it happens, I am totally aware of what's going on. And this particular visitation that I had, I was in bed, sleep, and and, and all of a sudden, <laughs> this huge angel appears in my bedroom. It's not the first time that I've encountered an angel before. And for me, sometimes I am wide awake. Sometimes I am asleep and, and then I'm awakened by it. And when I encountered the angel, he had, uh, <laughs> he had, I w- I'm going to put it this way. He said I needed to get up. And so I was in bed and I was just kind of laying there and I had been praying. We had been, we were on a 40 day fast and I was really weak <laughs> at that point. Mm. And I remember the angel telling me to get up and refresh myself. And I wasn't really, I remember saying in my mind, do you want me like to like get up, get up? Or is this just something kind of in the, <laughs> in the spirit to get up? <laughs> and um, no, he was totally, you know, get up and go refresh yourself. So I got up and because I was in bed, it was late. And I was, I should say more of the AM morning. And I got up and, you know, wash myself, brush my teeth. And then it's like, okay, go into your prayer room. I have my own little room office. And I went in there and it was the first time that I've actually had instructions where I'm actually interacting. Most of the time it's just a conversation, but it's never where I actually am getting up and going in the room. And I just (laughs) sat there on the couch, didn't know what to do. (laughs) Yes. And you know, it was really something because I'm finding that a lot of times we we think a lot, and that's one of the things that I do, I have issues with, is, is I think a lot and question a lot in my head. 
And uh-huh. so that, I think that's why part of it was, do you really want me to get up? Or are we just like, you know, having this conversation? <laughs> and so I proceeded, I sat on the couch and just kind of sat there because I mm. didn't know this is, this was really, it really startled me. It really did because I've never have experienced this before, but also there was an obedience on my part because a lot mm. of times we have a tendency to want to think this through or Maybe it's right. just my figment of my imagination, and, mm-hmm. but just really just being able to say, go in your room. And uh, so I sat and kind of sat there, thought I would just go into this point of praying because that just seems to be the proper thing to do. It's kind of like when when Jesus took the, the three disciples up and, mm-hmm. <laughs> and they, they experienced a transfiguration and one is saying, hey, let's uh-huh. build an altar for all three of you all because you don't really know what to say. And so I just yeah. began to pray. And he just said, shh. <laughs> oh, like shush. <laughs> yes, I got shushed. I told Terrence, I said, I got shushed. And uh, it's really interesting because I think our total response is, let me just start praying. And I began right. to pray in my own language, just trying to feel, you know, what? I was trying to fill the space, Scott. I was trying to fill yeah, the space I because I never experienced this before. And he just said, shh. Mm. And he just said, just sit. You're not always required to go into nothing wrong with heavenly language or, or speaking to the Lord. But I, what I believe he was teaching me is to be able to sit mm. and to be quiet and to just to wait. And that's pretty much where it all started, because it was a time for me to wait. And in that right. as well, while he shushed me, he told me, I think too much. Oh, you think too much. Yes. Oh, that was like I, a I, personal one. I don't even know if Terrence put <laughs> if he put that out there, but <laughs> yeah, he, I think I did. Uh-huh. <laughs> he, he told me that I think too much. Or I'm I'm really trying to figure it out, and what is he really yeah. saying, and and what should this be like right now? And mm. it's sometimes we can complicate the time with God, and I believe what he was teaching me during this time was I complicate it. You know, it, it's kind of like when you have family over and you don't, it's not like you need to put out your greatest china or things of that nature. But at this time frame, it was really, I was trying to really try to see if I'm getting it right. And really yeah. it was my heart of obedience. Mm. Mm-hmm. Wow. Well, just kind of in a recap here, I think you meant, you said 2020, but I think you meant 21. 2021. Yes. I'm looking yeah, at yeah, March yeah. 20, 2021. <laughs> All those 20s together, I, I, I can't imagine. <laughs> but, you know, as you're saying that, it kind of reminds me of, you know, the Song of Songs, right? Knocking mm-hmm. on the door here. Hey, I'm, I've washed my feet. I'm in the bed. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> are we really getting up? Are we doing that right now? But yes. Yes, we are, in fact, getting up. So that's it's just the way you're talking about it there reminds me of that encounter. So, and I mean, we've known the Lord a while, right? I mean, you've, yeah. you've, you've known the Lord quite a while. But it's interesting to me in these kinds of increasing revelations, how we, it can be a little bit awkward for us, you know, I mean, we're, we're having an encounter, it's God here, but we're, you know, the Lord's showing us something or an angel's visiting us, something, I would say, monumental is happening, and we're still feeling a little weird, uh, like, ill at ease. Of course, like, biblical examples of that, right, an angel appears to Daniel, mm-hmm. 
and he flops to the ground <laughs> like he coded almost, you know, he just <laughs> fell as if dead. So I think there's a good precedence for us to be kind of out of sorts and these mm-hmm. kind of things. So Definitely. that was, uh, that, yeah, what can we do? Here we are before the living God. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's going to, some people think about, hey, have I ever had a visitation from the Lord? And people say, maybe I had one and I didn't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, you no. didn't have one and didn't know. <laughs> no. <laughs> if, if, if you had a visitation from the Lord, you know. Yeah, you It's kind of, yeah. The Lord, um invades your senses in a way that only the one who made you can do so. So that's powerful, powerful. And about the thinking too much, that's just like an arrow right through the heart Mm -hmm. there, isn't it? I mean, just an efficiency of words. (laughs) Wham, right there. So where did it go from you think too much? I guess that was pretty early on in the the That was pretty, pretty much, it was pretty much early on. Mm-hmm. And it, it hit up right on for me because that's a part where we can complicate things with our walk. We can complicate things with God because we're doing a lot of thinking. We're trying to figure things out. And I'm learning and still learning even when I, I've been known the Lord since I was started walking with him at a really early age. And I am still learning, still learning the who he is. And um, it's, it's a journey that I open myself to, to never believe that I've arrived. And I think part of one of the things that I learned during this process, early part of the, the visitation was dealing with my posture before the Mm -hmm. Lord. It was really something because for me, posture is not a strange thing for me. I believe in the Western culture, it really mm-hmm. is. I, in other countries, they understand the honor of someone coming into the room and bowing. You know, David yeah. talked a lot about that. Even, you know, in mm-hmm. Psalms 95, he talks about, come, let us worship and bow down. Mm-hmm. And they understood that posture much better than we do in the Western culture. Right. However, for us growing up, I grew up in Church of God in Christ. So mm-hmm. as well as being two or three years old, it was never strange to walk in church where everybody is prostrate. Their posture Mm -hmm. is kneeling before the Lord, before anything started. And they were all kneeling. Each person kind of knew when it was time for them to stand, but it was always Mm -hmm. walking in, in honor of the Lord. And so he really, for me, he emphasized that posture, the importance of understanding honor before the Lord. So I'm trying to look Mm -hmm. at my my outline here from yeah, what I wrote, yeah, because yeah. I think with the posture was probably really big because it was really a reverence that we can really get laxed. I do. You know, yeah. I'm not saying that it's, you know, you have to always lay on the floor or kneel, but I have found that my heart is in a humble state when I am acknowledging that this time and space with God right now is a very precious time for me. And when I have that time with him, I honor that. Yeah. I'm recognizing that a lot of times that my talking, instead of just sitting, instead of just giving thanks to him with my lips, and what I found in that visitation was he was teaching me that again. I remember 
one of the things that the angel did is he took these coals and he put them on my lips. Mm. I remember reading, you know, what another one of the songs, take the yeah. coals, cleanse my lips. You know, I think it's yeah, right. one of David's yeah. Psalms. <laughs> and, Isaiah um, as well. mm-hmm. it Isaiah? Yeah. And I just kind of, when I, I didn't know what he was going to do. You know, you don't know to me. <laughs> I didn't right. know. I seen it and I'm like, Oh Lord. And I found that that coal was going to, it was cleansing. Mm. It was going to allow me to be cautious of what I speak because he was cautioning me that you will speak what I say, Mm. which was again, dealing with how I think. And he's saying, you're going to speak what I say. So those coals were going to cleanse my lips, cleanse my mouth which this is the decade of the mouth. So <laughs> it really dealt with what needs to proceed out of my mouth needs to right. come from him. And by me posturing myself with the Lord, I am connecting myself to say, Lord, whatever I am to say, I'm going to speak what you say. And I'm dealing with making sure that I'm in that humble state at all times. And so that's one of the things when he took the coals and he began to minister to my lips, that I think really set the tone for what the rest of the visitation was going to be. Wow. These so many scriptures flood to mind as you're thinking about that, you know. You know, three things the Lord hates, four are an abomination to him. I think we can remember that scripture, Mm -hmm. you know. A proud look, a lying tongue, feet that run quickly to mischief. Mm -hmm. I got three out of the four, so... That's okay, right? <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. Okay. I mean, I, I, I just am reminded of that as you're as you're talking. You know, that proud heart is getting dealt with in that first sort of part of the encounter, mm-hmm. right? Yes. A proud heart, a lying tongue. That tongue's getting dealt with as that encounter unfolds, and I think those things are connected, right? A proud heart and a like a loose tongue are related, spiritually related to each other. Mm-hmm. And the Lord's dealing with those kind of things. I I gotta say, I'm excited or excited is probably not the right word, but I'm thankful to be talking with you again about this, Terrence and Adara for the first time in person, because I think the Lord's got a bigger message in this than just the directness of the encounter. Though of course you know, it's principally to you. And then I think the Lord's trying to make a bigger, he's trying to communicate it beyond just what was happening to you. Because uh, I think it's, there's a message in it to more of us about these kinds of things. Terrence, does something come to mind for you? What are you thinking at this point in the encounter or in this part of the story? I think one of them is that how many times the Lord emphasized to her certain things. So like when she said that he talked about her thinking too much, that he said that over and over again, it wasn't just one time. So, you know, Mm. it just feels like when the Lord is, when something's really important in scripture, it is emphasized on, you know, said several times. Like when Jesus said, Mm -hmm. verily, verily, I say unto thee, you know, it was, he's trying to emphasize the importance of what he's saying. Uh, the Hebrew writers tell us that that's a big part of the Hebrew language when you see things. And so, uh, you know, he told her on a numerous occasions, several things. And one of them was, you know, that you think too much, you know, there were several things like that, that, you know, when she has encounters, 
it's it's funny, you know, she, a lot of times when Adira has an encounter like that, she's just, she gets them, but the Lord just kind of put us together because I'm a very organized and very structured, and I remember the details. So it's funny, you know, through the years as Adira has had encounters, you know, it's like I'm the one that keeps the details together and puts it, it's, mm-hmm. a lot of times she'll just forget them. And it's like, oh, no, 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 it was this or that. And so first thing she usually does now is she'll say, she'll sit down and say, okay, here it is. And we'll walk through it. Mm-hmm. And so I will start documenting the whole thing out as she talks. Wow. And then we can start walking through that process together. You know, I can ask her questions while it's still fresh because she will forget mm-hmm. a lot of times. So I'll have sure. to ask questions. Okay, what about this or what about that? And so we'll take a couple hours usually just to walk through that whole process. And that's usually mm-hmm. where I then put together you know, like in this case, I put together the whole outline right. and just sensing certain things. But that's kind of the big thing for me is that he kept emphasizing certain pieces, important posture, you know, that he mm. emphasized the importance. Uh, there were probably a few others. Uh, I'm looking through my notes now. Mm-hmm. But those are things. And I think Adira is right on when she's talking about the Western culture mindset there is such a problem in the church. We think that God is American and that is such a problem <laughs> because he is not American. And we really want to kind of adjust scripture to fit into our Western culture mindset. But the Lord is outside of that. And he's really, I feel like he is encouraging us very strongly that we need to change into a kingdom mindset which is yes. outside of our American Western mindset and right. culture. Yeah. And that's going to be a huge shift for the most of us here in America. That's a huge shift for us mm-hmm. to make because we are not used to thinking outside of the terms that we have become so comfortable in. But this mm-hmm. is something that he is really emphasizing that we must begin to make the shift into his mindset and his culture and his thinking. So Absolutely. Big- yeah, very big. Very big. I reflect on some things that Tozer said about how we think about God is the most important thing about us. Probably the most impactful thing about us is when we think about God, how do we think? A lot of times, you know, we see things without the help of the Holy Spirit. We see things as we are, not as they are. And You know, we really need the Holy Spirit to lead us there for us to be able to see things as they are. And by the way, that's how God sees them. When God looks at things, he sees things as they are, (laughs) Mm -hmm. not as we, we, we have such weakness in our perceptions. And I think the Lord wants to lead us above and out of that so that we can see things from his point of view. And that's what you're talking about. Thank God. There's an invitation there, not just to realize that we're having certain tendencies, but also that he's ready to lift us up out of that, as you're saying. So thank the Lord for that. Getting back to the vision here for a minute, we we said sort of the corner posts of this so far is uh, thinking too much, proper posture, and a cleansing of the speech. Yes. I'm guessing there's a few more things in there, Adara. Yes. And I'm going to I'm going to read what was said. He said, when I clean your speech. He said, when I clean your speech, you will speak what I say. He said, you will speak what you know. 
not think what you know. He said, too many people say, I sense the Lord saying, but he said, when you know what I say, then you will speak what I say. I don't want you to sense. I want you to speak what I say. And then he showed me that this is a time for people to speak. But he said, people don't speak because they don't know what I say. The reason why I said to refresh yourself when coming to me to be refreshed, it's when you've been refreshed that you're able to speak what you know. This is a season to know what to speak. The only way to know what to speak is when you have spent time with me. This is about being precise. Mm. And I found that it's so important. It's always been important to read but I found that a lot of times it's kind of like the Laodicean church where people have become bored with mm. the church, bored with God, bored with reading. And they're just pretty much going through the motions a lot of times. And I believe God is rekindling and for us to recognize that it's important for us to know what he's saying, what the word says and what he is saying to you. And the only way you can discover that is really spending time with him. I found for me that it was important for me to begin to learn to memorize scripture. Mm. I pretty much, I love reading and I can recapture things, but it was such an emphasis to know the word because where our society is moving into, it's really easy. And I noticed I'll watch programs or hear people quote and pull things out of context when they're saying somebody said, or I believe what God is saying for their own purpose or because of something Mm -hmm. that they want. And it's not in context of what he's saying. But if you don't know the word and just because somebody says, you know, the word says, you know, it's kind of like in school when a teacher says, where? Tell me. (laughs) 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 And I'm finding that I need to take a broader space of time with myself and writing. I now have a notebook that I'm writing scriptures and I read over those scriptures and I ask the Holy Spirit to begin to speak to me in those scriptures because I need to know there's going to be times where you're not going to be able to go pull out your Bible, pull out your Mm -hmm. iPad, and you need to be able to have a vault. And if you haven't spent time with the Lord to know what he has said, that you can, if you need to speak that word to somebody or be declare something or speak and encourage yourself, you don't know if you're not spending time. I can't say, you know, well, on this podcast or such and such priestess message about such and such. And it's like, but do you know, do you yeah. know him for yourself? And so I believe this time of being able to speak what he's saying, the only way that can occur is when you're spending time with him and you're in his word. Amen. Very, very true. We're in an interesting place historically now, I think, where there's such scriptural illiteracy. Mm -hmm. You know, we see that, I think, all around us. Mm -hmm. I don't know. It doesn't seem like that long ago when we were growing up, guys. But, (laughs) (laughs) you know, maybe it was a little while ago. But we were we were in the book, if you know what I'm saying. Mm. We were in the book. I mean, we were we were learning the Bible for ourselves and learning how to hear God's voice 
because we had spent time in the scripture, mm. I think that's going to be an anchor for us when it comes to not being deceived. That's right. Yeah. And, and that's what you're saying. And it's so, so, so important, I think. Whether, I mean, if you're listening to the Bible, you know, the audio version, what, however someone needs to get that inside, please get it inside. Get it inside of you. The tide of deception in our times is rising so aggressively, and mm-hmm. we'll, we've got to have a defense. And I think what you're saying emphasizes to me that it's not okay just to know someone who knows the Lord <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> or follow someone who follows the Lord, right? That's right. we yeah. we got to know and follow ourselves. Terrence, right. what's on your mind? Yeah, I was thinking— one of the things that we've not talked a lot about that the angel gave her, and I think we've not just because I feel like, you know, posture is so big, the thinking too much is, I think we've kind of emphasized those areas because we know that's kind of where people are at and they need to make an adjustment. But interestingly, the angel had her read Revelation 18. The whole time he was there, she read the whole thing, I believe out loud, mm-hmm. while he stood there. Yes. And And he emphasized, and I think this is an area where, again, I'm not trying to doctrinally, you know, say anything. I'm just saying what he said to her and how he emphasized it and whether it's true or not or how you guys want to, you know, take it. But here he seemed to emphasize that, first of all, Revelation 18, he said, it's happening now, that it's beginning now. At least that's what she sensed. Mm -hmm. But there was also a very strong and again, for those of you Bible scholars out there and eschatologists who are big on this, I'm not. I don't not want to get in big any arguments on this. But he seemed to emphasize right. that this the, that the the woman that's there that he he seemed to say that this was America, hmm. that this uh, harlot is yeah. is really a there's a very strong connection to the harlot in America. And whether or not it, it is the connection, we do know that America, certainly we have a great, there is a great harlotry that is happening here in our nation mm-hmm. and our desire to, we have so many idols and there are so many things that we worship yeah. alongside of, with the Lord that I think it is keeping our attention and our focus on things I think that can easily trip us up from really seeing who he is and really following him wholeheartedly. And so we have not talked a lot about that part of it, but he definitely, the angel, the fact that he took the time to go to Revelation 18 and had her read it through the whole thing says a lot about, again, the importance of our times that we're in. Yeah. And I think you, you'd have to be dense to not, (laughs) <laughs> you know, to not notice <laughs> what you're saying. And obviously the scriptures fulfilled a lot of times and once in its ultimate sense, right? I mean, the things in scripture are fulfilled generationally in some regards. And then obviously in one ultimate sense, that'll be fulfilled as well. So not to get any like end times cat fights here. <laughs> We're not trying to get into that. But the point is true. I mean, I've studied and read Revelation quite a bit and listened to a bunch of stuff on it and heard what others were saying. But I I think we would do ourselves a favor. We'd honor ourselves by paying attention to 
the encouragement of Revelation 18. There's a lot of things in there, obviously, but we want to make sure that this harlot to me represents a spiritual influence Mm -hmm. in a general sense. And I think it's also specifically true, but, you know, abominations, mother of abominations, all this kind of stuff. I want to go. Oh, I got a thousand places to go right now, (laughs) and I'm going to resist the urge to do that. But I think we do do ourselves a favor to pay attention. I mean, he says, come out from her, my people. Don't have part with her in her sins, or I'm going to throw you in a bed. You're going to be tortured together. I mean, I think that's earlier in Revelation, but it's the same spirit, right? It's Mm -hmm. the same spiritual influence that is trying to, you know, Mm-hmm. It's trying. It is influencing the nations mm-hmm. for abominations and for basically throwing off the restraint that God imposes, so that we don't self-destruct. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I don't want to go a thousand directions, although I want to, but I'm not going to do it. We want to stay on this, but. I'm thankful that you mentioned that and emphasize it, Terrence, because I think we do ourselves, we honor ourselves before God by being sober and not misunderstanding the situation and the times that we're in. Yeah, absolutely. You know, Scott, I found as well, it's kind of interesting because I'm I'm in the book of Deuteronomy, and so this is the that book where you know, Moses is sharing with the children before they enter into the promised land. And so for the next, I believe it's 36 days, he's recapping everything that's happened. And one of the emphasis that's so interesting is is dealing with idols, yeah. golden images. That is kind of like the downfall. It was the downfall that caused them to go into the 40 years. But again, he's emphasizing again, you're going to go in and it's important that you do not. I mean, the Ten Commandments emphasized it. But, you know, when we look at idols, we kind of think of just the statues. But there's many idols as far as in the Western culture that oh, yes. we are experiencing. And, yeah. you know, I guess my heart for me as I've been reading through Deuteronomy is just looking and saying, you know, Lord, we can either repeat exactly what <laughs> yeah. they did yeah. because he knew that was going to be a opposition for them and how easy it is for our eyes. You know, there's nothing wrong with being successful, but what we begin to find is that success becomes that it's, it's me. And we don't realize that those different things that we do or that we are striving to become anything that begins to take the place of God becomes idolatry. Mm, And it begins to take our focal point off of, God, and it becomes that I did this. You can find that, you know, it was me. I got this raise because I did this. And right. next thing you know, it's no longer giving glory to God. So it is mm-hmm. a definitely a strong passage for us to look at for today. I think a lot of times when, when people read Revelations, they think, you know, later, 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 later doesn't apply right. to me. But really, when he had me read it, I trembled, Scott. I trembled because I needed to begin to recognize I can see things that have taken place in my own life that I needed to get corrected or that 
easily I can become yeah. the same in the same scenario. We all could become the same scenario sure. as what happened with the children of Israel. And will we be the difference or will we follow mm. through what they did? Wow. Very true. Very, very thankful you emphasized that. <laughs> I think we're all, I mean, we share weakness, right? Yes. I think to the strength, really spiritual strength is as much about being aware of your weakness. That's right. As it is anything else. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Mm -hmm. True spiritual strength is being aware that I'm as weak as anybody else. I don't think I'm right. stronger than anyone else. I don't. It's not by our flesh or something that exists in us that we're going to resist the temptation to be idolatrous. Mm -hmm. You know, it's God's yeah. grace and us being aware that of that necessity. <laughs> that's mm -hmm. the defense I think that we have against idolatry. Yes. And you, you said it well, thank you for saying that. I mean, anything that competes in our hearts for devotion to Christ doesn't have to be a statue. Mm -hmm. It could be anything. And there, obviously we could mention the top five here <laughs> you know, yeah. in our culture, in Western culture, those are pretty easy to pick out, mm -hmm. but we, We've got to keep bringing our hearts back to the Lord and before the Lord in weakness and humility in the right posture, as you said, to keep our hearts cleansed from the influence of the harlot. You yes. know, it's either the harlot or the beast or, you know, there's right. two or three there in the book of Revelation that are competing for influence. Yeah. We gotta do one on Revelation Terrence. Oh we, yeah. We gotta do that because I mean I would love to unpack a bunch of stuff in there. <laughs> yeah, amen. <laughs> that uh amen. The, we're at the 40 minute mark here and I want to just kind of wrap up with the things that you guys feel is most important to include in the uh episode with regard to the visitation or anything else that you took away from it. I just want to real quickly catch up on one quick piece. I, I caught it the heart, and it is the harlot, but it's Babylon the Great is actually Revelation 18. There's that emphasis of, of America being connected with Babylon. So for all those people out there who yeah. go and look and go, which one is it? That's what I'm talking about. It was Babylon. Right. So, Babylon so yeah. the Great, mother of harlots exactly. and abominations right. of the earth. Yeah. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. I think a lot of times we are looking for Something that trips people up is that they're always looking at things and trying to interpret them in their most ultimate sense. Mm -hmm. And obviously, there is an ultimate fulfillment, right? There, yeah. And we, we do not disregard that. Yeah. But we sometimes miss a lot of things because we only look for them in their most ultimate expression. Mm, you know, Babylon confusion, right, mm -hmm. it is at work. You know, that spiritual influence is at work in our world, in our context, in our Western world. Yeah. And we, we've got to resist the temptation to just say, oh, no, that's later on and that's something else uh, in a big way. It is later on in, and it's something else in a big way, but it's also yeah. right now as well. Yeah. Thanks, for, thanks for clarifying that, Terrence. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think there are so many different pieces that the Lord spoke to her. I think when you talk about some of the things, I think one of the the last things as well that we probably should say before we're uh, we're done is that the Lord emphasized the weakness of the saints currently. 
he really emphasized mm-hmm. to Adara. He said the Lord kept telling her that the saints are weak. Ephesians 6, 10 through 20. The Lord said his saints were weak because of unbelief. He said unbelief causes unnecessary casualties of the saints. And so that was another emphasis again on something that we've got to really strengthen in the body of Christ right now is our ultimate, our faith, our trust and knowing who he really Mm -hmm. is. And he then circled it around by saying they're weak because they're not being refreshed. And if they were refreshed, mm. it would strengthen them and strengthen their faith. And so he kind of circled around the refreshing with the weakness right. and trusting and faith, you know, just kind of keep, he kept yeah. circling those things. That, that came right back around to the first part of the vision, get up, refresh yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, that, that, the connection from end to kind of bookends of the, what was going on there spiritually is this refreshing? What I found in that as well, Scott, was that the refreshing was kind of like if you could see like an arrow pointing to the left and then it's turning back to the right. It's kind of like when you're trying to turn a, a combination lock. And mm-hmm. so basically what it was was then when you had the people that were refreshed, they were on the front line and the people who were on the front line went back to be refreshed. Mm. So you had a group that was in the front when it was their time to come back to get refreshed. The other group was then refreshed to come back into war. And Mm -hmm. one of the passages that I, when I began to study this more, it's one that I encounter that I had back in the nineties and it was Philippians 4, 18. And it says, finally, brothers and sisters, Whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any virtue and if there is anything worthy of praise, do well on these things. What you have learned and received and heard and seen in me, put these things into practice and the God of Shalom will be with you. And part of the refreshing yourself is really in this passage because it's, again, you think too much. So we need to now begin to think things that are pure. There's different things that if we look at what's on the media or people are posting or social media, whatever the case may be, that can become our thinking. Right. So we have to guard that. Mm. And I found that when Philippians 4.18 becomes the heartbeat, then what I speak, what I say is going to be pure. It's going to all come from God. Amen. Amen. Wow. That's so neatly fits right into the rest of the vision, even though it was a different encounter. Mm-hmm. I think we definitely have to realize during right now, our affections are being violently contended for. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a fight for our affection. There's a fight for our attention like no other time. And what we give our, just like you say, what we give our eyes and our ears to, it becomes what we think about and what we're devoted to. That's <laughs> very practical and yet should not be minimized. So thank you for saying that. I, I feel that urgency 
right now. And I, I feel a soberness also. That's one thing that this vision has really, this experience you had, spiritual experience you had, has really had as an effect on me is a sense of soberness, mm-hmm. a sense of seriousness, of yeah. gravity. Mm-hmm. So much of life is anything but that, or it sure can be. We just become shallow with all our movements, you know, yes. and uh, thank God for a reconciliation. Any final stories or any final regards or comments? And I'd like to get both of you on that if we can before we close up. Let me go first, because I think, um, as we talked earlier, I've got some things to get ready to happen here. I don't have any, I just think, like you've said, that it's so important right now for people to stay really connected to God, making sure that they're really seeking Him in fresh and new ways. And that might mean Mm -hmm. doing things differently than they've ever done them before and being willing to do things in a different way. That's really going to be important in this next season, I think. We have ways that in which we've functioned and worked in the body of Christ. And I think there's some things that we're needing to find that God wants to do differently than he's ever done before. So, Amen. Amen. Yes. Agreed. Thank you, Terrence. And I would just like to encourage the people that are listening that it's a wonderful season. I don't allow, no longer allow the world to say that the world is awful. It just, my perspective is changing on that because when I look at the world, it can look very horrible and bad and and hopeless, but he has given us the hope for the world. Mm. And I need to begin to set my eyes again on him because he created the world. He created people and I know a lot of times it's really difficult for us to see <laughs> see yes, love yes. in people, but uh-huh. he sent his son to die for each person that's on this planet. Mm. And if I see that this is a doom and gloom, then I'm not seeing how he sees. Yes. His word says that the battle has already been won. Now he's placed us here because of course we're in a war of the enemy wanting to, for people not to see the hope, to not to see the cross, to not to see redemption. Right. But when I posture myself before him, I understand and I see my Abba Father, I see the son that died on Mm. the cross for me, that his heart is that no one should perish. And so I need to begin to see differently. And it's through his Mm. word. It's through his word when he says how he loves and how to see people and that people are hurting and they're in need of healing. They're in need of us to know how to lay hands on them, how to pray for them. And Mm -hmm. when we have that unbelief that settles in, which generally ends up being fear, then Mm -hmm. we begin, we're not able to give what the people need because we're battling with unbelief. So I have found the more I begin to read his word, read the scriptures, I do ask questions and like, Lord, okay, I'm going to step out here. (laughs) You know, I'm going to, you know, and it's like, it's on him. But if I continue to lean in and say, you know, Lord, I'm just going to keep reading this word because the miracles haven't stopped. 
the healings haven't stopped, mm-hmm. people being set free. It didn't stop yes. 2,000 yes. years ago. What you've placed Amen. in them, you've placed in us, in, in my heart, is that the more I spend time and posture myself before him, soaking in his words, and then allow them to apply them so that yeah. I can now be that hand to encourage and for people to see just because what you see in the natural is not what God said. Because our eyes can deceive us. But when we know what he said, we will speak it. Amen. Amen. Powerful, powerful. (laughs) You know, the closer we are to God's glory, the more we see glory. Yes. And uh, if we're seeing nothing but doom and gloom around us, (laughs) that might be about us. You know, not (laughs) so much about the situation. Yeah. I also was recently emphasized to me from the Lord that God's motivation toward us was love, not pity. Mm, amen. That's right. So when God looks around, I mean, he's not saying, sorry, guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sorry about it. He, he gives us the grace to overcome. And part of the grace he gives us to overcome is these types of experiences and encounters with the Holy Spirit, with the angel of the Lord, with God most high, with Jesus himself. Obviously, it's biblical. It can be challenging if you've never thought about that. But as I want to encourage you to ask God to visit you in reality, ask him to have the Holy Spirit come upon you. Ask him to visit you with angelic encounters. The Bible's full of that. I think the same God who was, you know, God didn't lose his voice or (laughs) anything else when he finished the book. So we need to begin to believe again what we first knew to be true and refresh ourselves before the Lord. Thank you guys so much for being here. You're welcome. Amen. You're really welcome. appreciate your friendship. Hope to see you both again very soon. And uh, I'm just thankful. Uh, let's. I want to close out, if I can, with a quick word of prayer. Is that all right? Yeah, yeah, well, yeah definitely. Let's do it. Yeah. Lord, we thank you for this time. We, we call it holy to you. Yes. We dedicate it to you, Lord. Put, put it in the ear, mind, and heart of every person that you intend to hear it. Encourage us, Lord, to come near to you, yes. to hear, listen, and obey, and follow. Yes. Inspire us, Lord. Make us sober and give us courage in our pursuit and our relationship with you, we ask in Jesus' name. Yes. Thanks, guys. Talk Amen. soon. Thank you. I really appreciate being here. As for me, I'm Scott McClellan, and this has been your FX Missions from the Forefront podcast. To contact me or us, please do so at fxmissions.com. You've been listening to From the Forefront, hosted by FX Missions' Scott McClelland. If you've enjoyed this episode and you'd like more information on today's guest, please go to our Facebook page at facebook.com slash fxmissions. Please rate our show on iTunes or your favorite podcast provider. If you know someone who should be a guest on our podcast, we're currently reviewing candidates for upcoming episodes. Please submit their name, affiliation, and an essay of why their story needs to be told to info at fxmissions.com. And of course, you can always follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and our website at fxmissions.com. From Scott McClelland and the whole team here at FX Missions, thanks for listening. 
Till next time, have a great day.